Skibo. <laughs> I thought you were going to add something, but I, I I went to, and then all of a sudden I realized that I had nothing to say. <laughs> Good. All right, I'm going to go to bed. Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Noah Downs. I'm your co-host. I'm here with Luke Bisson, your other co-host. How are you doing, Luke? I'm good. How are you, sir? You know, I'm doing all right. I heard that you got a new computer. Yep, and uh, I am in the process of learning how to use it. So is that is that whole going from a Mac back to a PC curve? How's that treating you right now? Oh my god! The worst part about it, in all honesty, is the uh, mouse pad on the laptop. I actually had to go out and buy a uh, a wireless mouse because oh, no. I, I kept I kept pressing it too close to the the, the right, and so every time I think that I was clicking on something, I was right clicking on it, and I'm like ah. So <laughs> I was like, screw that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you're going to have to relearn how to do the entire thing. But I will say I prefer PCs over Macs. Um, now, watch that be, like, the most contentious topic that gets tweeted at us is, like, the Mac versus PC war. <laughs> oh hey, well, the one thing that was nice about the Mac is I have everything else Mac. You know, I've got iPhone, I have an iPad, I'm getting an iWatch for Christmas, uh, Apple Watch thing, the, the version 2.0. So, I mean, for, for, for that sense, it was nice and everything. But... But my God, every, I had to, you know, transfer everything over. It, blah, blah. it was, it was, it was, it was no fun, no fun. Dude, you really drink a Kool Aid. Yeah, well, I just like stuff that kind of like works all together. I'm a gadget guy. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of nerd, um, uh, I may, like I told you earlier, I want to tell everyone, I actually, DynastyNerds.com did this uh, September Madness thing, and I made it to the final four. Now, I'm going to get my butt kicked in it because uh, two of my four receivers are on a bye this week, and you have to start three. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure I'm going to lose, but... You know, it was only twenty bucks to get in, and I, I got a I got a T-shirt out of it. So from winning my uh, winning my division, so it was good. Sir, I, I am proud of you. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for Julio Jones uh, last week, I uh, I would have lost pretty bad. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Julio Julio had a historic performance. So anyway, speaking of, well, did we predict that Julio last week? What were our rankings on Julio in week four? I had him at uh, number two, I believe. That's right. And who'd you have above him? Antonio Brown. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, frankly, Julio did so good. And if you'd listened to us, you started Julio when before you would not have started Julio because, you know, <laughs> that's a lie. That's, that's a total lie. No, no the, the bad one is my goodness, uh, OBJ. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to get in that later, but I'll tell you, I, I yeah. that is ridiculous. Yeah. Double He's not digit. Even the ranking. best receiver, fantasy receiver on his team right now. No, that's that's absolutely correct. So he is one fantasy point ahead of Victor Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. good. All right. Not so good at all. Let's let's hop into it. So Luke, you got your rankings up for Week Five, and you, anybody can find your rankings on Redient.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-E-N-T.com. Our friends there 
they have a lot of good content and they host our our content as well um, so you can follow them at Redians but they have your rankings for week five up or they will very shortly haven't actually checked um, but uh, let's kind of go through some of your rankings I sounds you know, good I'll start it off with saying I think you're spot on at quarterback thanks yeah I think <laughs> I, I don't think you're a moron um, well well that, and, and that's and that's good I will take it <laughs> it's better than nothing um, and uh, yeah, I, I some people might be confused as to why if Carson Wentz in the top ten, considering he's a rookie, but I am not because Carson Wentz is killing it. Mm-hmm. You got a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, and they're just making magic. And I don't know, I don't know where this lightning in a bottle came from, but wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know either, um, but it's funny because I, as a Browns fan, I get asked a lot, "Are you uh, are you upset that they didn't take him?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not upset for one reason. If he came here, he wouldn't be doing this." Yeah, no, he would have gone the way of the dodo. Um, right, Tim Couch, seventeen point oh. Yeah, seriously. Um, so let's let's move on to running back. I got lots of questions for you at running back. Now, as we all know, okay. this season has really been a guessing game when it comes to running back. You've got so many injuries. You've got so many players underperforming, so many uh, under-drafted players really just blowing up and doing really well. I think uh, it's been kind of a weird year. So frankly, listeners, I hope that you're paying attention to Luke's ranks because he's been pretty pretty accurate so far. Um, I will say, Luke, you've got Le'Veon Bell ranked pretty high against a really good New York Jets defense. Talk to me about mm-hmm. that. How, how can you justify that? I know Le'Veon's good, but the mm-hmm. Steelers might go through the air a little bit more. And, and, and as they should, you know, but I, I when it comes, Le'Veon Bell is matchup proof right now. I mean, he's pretty uh, I know. And he, and he looked beautiful in that game. He did. He was <laughs> so, I mean, uh, until proven otherwise, but it's just like last year. He came back with, uh, you know, it, 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 Brady's gonna do the same thing against Cleveland this week. Come back with a fury. Um, the only thing that you have to watch out for when it comes to uh, um, uh, Le'Veon Bell is his health. I mean, yeah. he went back out, you know, and, and during last season, and uh, D'Angelo Williams came back in and, you know, redid his thing all over again. So that's the, that's my biggest concern. But until that happens, I mean. He's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah, and frankly, if you have Le'Veon Bell, you waited this long, so you kind of have to start him, don't you? Oh, oh yeah. yeah and you, if, even if you took him third round at the latest, yeah. and that's if people were sleeping on him, you more than likely took him beginning of the second round if you have him, so you're playing him. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, well, I guess I guess you answered that question pretty well. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, I, you, I see you got Isaiah Crowell ranked pretty high versus New England, and um, mm-hmm. I, do, I personally, I, I'm still not on the Crowell train. And call me stubborn, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I just don't like Crowell, and I, I can't trot him out there. Uh, yeah, one league where I have mm-hmm. him, and every time I go to put him into my lineup, I just can't do it, especially against the New England defense. They got straight up embarrassed last week, and I think they're going to be out for blood. Um, so I do think that uh, I think the entire Browns offense will be sputtering this week. However, I, I especially think that Crowell, who's a pound pounded out running back, 
will have a little bit of trouble not only finding holes, but I think game flow is going to go against him. So I noticed that here you have him. Let's see, where do you have him? You have him at 9 overall. Number 9. How do, how, do, mm -hmm. how do you justify him at 9 overall when game flow and a good defense is going against him? Well, I mean, you would have thought game flow would have dictated that last week, but in the fourth quarter, uh, he still saw plenty of runs. Mm -hmm. um, now, granted, that was against Washington, whereas this is New England. But in 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 fantasy right now, in standard league scoring, he's number two in scoring at running back. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at it from PPR, he's number six or number seven, depending on which one of the sites you're looking at. Uh, so he's getting it done. As a matter of fact, I went and I looked at like teams that have the most running yards and just overall and Cleveland right now as a team has the most running yards in the league. Right. And is that so, solely because of, of Isaiah Crowell? Oh, no, no, it's, you know, there's other components to it. I mean, you, you still have your, your, uh, well, you've got Terrell Pryor who's done a little bit of running. You've, uh, Cody Kessler has run for his life a little bit. You've also got uh, uh, Duke Johnson. So you have other guys doing it, but the bulk of it right now is coming from uh, from Crowell. Now, that's a good segue. You talked about Duke Johnson. I think, don't you think that since uh, Cleveland's going to be in catch-up mode, you don't think that Duke Johnson will get a lot of good PPR value for you this week? Well, it's kind of in the same uh, breath. Uh, Isaiah Crowell was still seeing a lot of time in there, so I don't know if they're actually going to utilize uh, Duke Johnson in that way. Uh, hmm. You know, I don't know if it's a blocking issue where they feel that they have to keep someone in the block and also, you know, so they just keep Crowell in. Uh, but when you're out there watching uh, uh, Crowell, even when the game gets away from them like you know like it did against washington towards the end there i mean duke was in there but uh, crowell still had many more snaps than he did yeah i get that do you think well you know a lot of fancy players you know maybe some that are on this podcast and maybe some that are currently talking um might have drafted duke johnson in a ppr league thinking oh hey i can draft duke mm -hmm. johnson and charles sims late and danny woodhead late and now, only mm. two of those players are still not on IR. One of them right. is Duke Johnson, and the other one is Charles, Mr. Charles Sims, who is questionable for this week and might have his role reduced. So, Yeah, well, he was questionable last week in Charles Sims when he was even out there. So, I mean, he, well, he wasn't exactly uh, doing anything to uh, right. win me over as a... Uh, <laughs> As a weekly starter. Yeah, I know. Um, and and more on that later. But uh, I I think that. Do you think in a in a world where you have P PPR no RB um, draft strategy, do you think it's safe mm -hmm. at all to trot Duke Johnson, Charles Sims, Theo Riddick, those players out this week? Um. Uh, well, if you went zero RB, you don't really have um, a choice. But right, you're you're putting them in. Uh, are they going to get points? Yeah, they're going to get points, but like, let's go down one at a time. Okay, so Duke Johnson versus Isaiah Crowell. The game is going to start out with Crowell. They're going to try to utilize the ground game to keep Brady off the field as much as possible. Um, and, you know, 
as the game goes along and it gets away, that's when you'll start to see more of Duke Johnson. But, it, you know, plus he does punt returns, so if you're getting points there, that's cool. But, you know, Crowell is obviously the guy that, that Hugh Jackson wants out there. He's averaging 112 yards and a touchdown per game this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that, I guess, although I, I really don't like it. But let's, I, let's, don't, I don't either. Well, look, I, trust me, I, I don't either. Yeah, let's, let's look <laughs> at another underperforming PPR back in Giovanni Bernard. Okay. I know in yeah. ranks you're not really high on Gio this week. I'm talking about that. Well, he's going against Dallas. Uh huh. What's your point? And well, I mean, it, <laughs> uh, I don't know. For he, he, he's take a look at like what Washington did to Dallas. Okay, Chris Thompson was able to get the ball and whatnot. And in my mind, Giovanni Bernard is better than uh, Chris Thompson. But their game plan right now seems to really um, uh, do. Uh, it's it's a, it's a it's a ground game and then it's passing off to AJ Green basically 60 to 65% of the time and then it's peppering of uh LaFell, Boyd, uh, uh CJ Uzuma, you know, and it's going to be Uzuma. Uzuma again this week because Eifert's you know out. Eifert's hurt again. His back. So so there Geo does get his targets but he's basically when he's in, he is acting as either a pass catcher or he's in there. I think I, I want to say that I, I recognized him going on four to five runs last week. Yeah, something. Like um, but he's also in quite a bit for pass blocking. Yeah, so he's playing a lot of snaps. He might not be getting as many looks as fantasy owners want, but you know, the more right. opportunity he gets through being on the field for more snaps, the better for chances that he actually gets some fantasy value so i actually think geo is pretty high value play this week okay well i mean as far as opportunity goes is he going to get the opportunity absolutely right now the question is are they going is he going to be able to convert on said opportunity is he going to be actually the one targeted so i mean we'll, we'll find out i i think aj green he's gonna he's gonna get his i think that you know they're gonna do some gadgetry maybe with Boyd. That, that's, that's another part of the problem. They have another guy there that's a utility knife. They don't need to rely on uh, Giovanni Bernard being this jack of all trades. They can try. They can ease Tyler Boyd into playing that role, and so it kind of limits the the different things that he can do. Exactly. I kind of get that. I know where you're coming from. So let's move on to my next question. Um, we well, kind of. It talked about it last week, but now we've got you ranking Devontae Freeman at 19 and Tevin Coleman at 30. That's actually a simple thing. Uh, the report right now states that uh, Tevin Coleman may not play uh, because it's in Denver and he has sickle cell. Yeah, poor guy. So, yeah, so that's the only reason he's that high up. You know, honestly, uh, if if you look at the numbers and everything, uh Tevin Coleman is the better, <laughs> yeah. the better running back. So, any normal week, Tevin Coleman would be well above him. Uh, it's just that playing in Denver, if you know, if he doesn't end up playing, I wanted to make sure that Freeman was represented where I would put him, uh, being the lone back. Right. So let's talk about wide receiver. You've got Randall Cobb way down at twenty-three. Um, 
And mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, Aaron Rodgers showed a huge rapport with Jordy there back in old form. Right. But I still think Randall Cobb is their number two, even if he's not. he didn't get the targets last week. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he may be. Um, uh, he may uh, get the targets, but uh, yeah, uh, Devontae Adams is getting looks. You know, a lot more looks than I was expecting for him to get. Uh, I think and, more looks than Devontae Adams was expecting to get. Yeah, I mean, and and he's actually, you know, granted he's not doing uh, super well with them, but he, I mean, he's converting. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's scoring touchdowns and catching balls. It's man, I'm I am so sad that I still have him on my home league because he's doing stuff now but he's still taboo. No one wants to touch him, and I want to move him so bad before the floor falls out again. Yeah, Devontae Adams is not going to stick around as a thing. If you add Devontae Adams, I, I'll just move this up from our trade segment later. Just sell him. Sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. sell him. Um, he's he's doing great right now that will not keep up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like right now, uh, Jordy Nelson in um, PPR scoring is 18th overall. And I am scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And Cobb is not in the top 50. Oh. Oh, that sucks. Yep. He is not <laughs> in the top 50. As a matter of fact, no Green Bay wide receiver except for uh, Nelson is in the top 50. So, uh, so I, maybe it's name cachet. Maybe it's uh, you know you're expecting just more out of him. But I think I think that 23 is good because I do expect him to start to be eased more in. They just had a bye week, you yeah. know, and the rumors are once again that he's maybe he has an injury. Well, if that's the case, maybe they gave him some time off during this bye week to heal up, and he'll get out there and do better. Right. So um, this kind of a gimme question because. I agree with where you ranked him, but are you expecting a bounce-back game from Julian Edelman? I mean, that was a heartbreaker for fantasy owners to see that 90-yard, what possibly touchdown score called back last week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, mainly, uh, this the, it, it is the week of Brady, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brady could not come back to a better game. Against uh, the worst of You know, I, the... the Right, you know, the, it's the Browns, so he's going to come back in. Um, now, also, one thing that may detract is this is also a really good game for LeGarrette Blunt if they're going to continue to run him out there because the Browns right now are 16th in pass, but they're 28th in the run. Didn't news come out today about LeGarrette Blunt being potentially injured? Yeah, he had a limited practice today. Yeah, but I don't think that's anything. No, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean... It really depends on if he practices, you know, tomorrow or Friday. But, yeah. uh, but so I mean, but that would be the only detractor. And then, in all honesty, who who else is he going to throw to? I mean, he's got Martellus Bennett. Uh, as of right now, it sounds like Gronk's iffy at best with his hamstring because he doesn't quote unquote look right. Uh, and so, you know what? Call me crazy. I mm-hmm. get this weird feeling that we're gonna see a good game out of DJ Foster. <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, my fear is that the Browns are actually gonna put sixty minutes together and uh, and and sneak one by. I, I hope not. I I, uh, I don't want zero and sixteen per se, but 
uh, as long as that, as long as they are the only team that has no wins, and you know, and, and they can stay there until everyone has at least two wins, then they can win one. I just yeah, want to make sure yeah. that they get that. Just want to make sure they're solidly behind. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I want them. To, I want them to have the pick. You know, the cream of the crop when it comes to quarterback, because that's where they're going to go. They have to. I could honestly see um, uh, New England getting way up and throwing in DJ Foster to get some yeah. garbage time. Yeah, but if they do that, knowing your luck, they're going to have uh, uh, Brissette come in. <laughs> so uh, you're going to be seeing him in garbage time with a, uh, a lesser quality quarterback, and you're going to be like, oh. No, yeah, but he'll get like 160 yards, and we'll love him. Anyways. Um, <laughs> he could have been so beautiful. So you have Kelvin Benjamin ranked. Where did you put him? You have Kelvin Benjamin ranked. Where did he go? I lost him. Hold on. Oh, yeah, you have him nope. ranked. At 13th overall mm-hmm. in wide receivers, that will that will that will go down. Well, no, that's that's not true. Uh, it will not go down even if Derek Anderson is in because he actually had a better game with Derek Anderson in. He um, uh, Derek Anderson came into the game for Cam Newton and threw 179 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Uh, I, that's another thing. I don't think if Cam Newton is inactive, I think since that. By the way, that's a Monday night game, guys. If Cam yeah. Newton's inactive and you're a Cam Newton owner, if you don't have a viable other option, um, I would say just grab Derek Anderson and throw him in there because yeah. he's not terrible. He's not Cam. I mean, he doesn't have the rushing ability. He's he's right. not Cam Newton, but he's he's serviceable. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, speaking of uh, quarterbacks and stuff, uh, it was official today. Uh, Palmer is out for Thursday night, so Drew Stanton is getting the start. Can I tell you though, Palmer was not really startable, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I know. Between Palmer and Fitzpatrick, I don't know what's going on, but uh, it's, like, it's like the old man's club is starting to throw picks. <laughs> well, you know, Tom Brady's in the old man's club, too, but he hasn't thrown any picks yet this season. Yeah, well, he hasn't thrown any touchdowns. Nice. Or a pass. Or you know, passes, so. you know. Um, <laughs> but screw it. So, um, <laughs> God. What a rebel. Um, so, let's, let's look at your uh, tight end ranks, and I want to address something real quick. Tyler Eifert, as we mentioned earlier, he's got a back injury now. Mm-hmm. And he's getting that checked out today, and we'll have more on that tomorrow probably. But, I mean, for those in redraft leagues who drafted Tyler Eifert, what do you do with him at this point? Oh, my goodness. Uh, with Tyler Eifert right now, did I did I have him in here yet? I'm trying to see because news came out today that he wasn't playing. Okay, good. Good, I don't have to worry about changing. He's not in there. Um, honestly, at this point, if there is a better option out there, and I mean, it doesn't even really have to be like better is in like if there's is a Quincy like, on the waiver. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you want you want to play you want to play a little bit of a name game. Yeah, let's play a name game. All right, let's give you a couple guys that are on waivers this week. Oh boy, uh, you're gonna ask me. I love it when you ask me questions. <laughs> Adam Humphreys. Over or Eifert. Um, okay. Before we go into this name game, are we assuming that I have another tight end? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll assume I, have... I would have had to have. Okay. Then, yeah, let's say I... let's say that you have Zach Ertz. Okay. Yes, I would take Adam Humphreys. Okay, so we got to go lower than Adam Humphreys. Um. Let's go with Chris Ivory. Uh, Eifert. Okay. 
And then, uh, now what about like someone like uh, a Philip Dorsett, who's not really performing? Eifert. Okay, so you really have Eifert? Yeah. What about Eddie Royal? Eddie Royal, 100%, like 200%. Go Huggies. What about Cole Beasley? Ooh. Uh, Eifert. Oh, okay, okay. It'd be the opposite way for me, just because he seems to have a nice rapport with, uh, with Prescott. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, Jamison Crowder. Crowder. Okay. Oh, one more, one more. Fozzie Whitaker. Oh, um, Whitaker. Okay. All right. I just realized I, that literally half the people I just said I'd take over Eifert are available in leagues where I have Eifert. Yeah, that, that, that was my point. <laughs> I basically just stole the list from my uh, uh, my waiver wire stuff. <laughs> I should probably hit the waiver a little bit today. Oh, whoops. <laughs> now, you know, like, now in, in some leagues, you know, like if you have an IR slot and no one else is injured on your team, first of all, good for you. Yeah. Uh, but secondly... You know, you, if you toss him in there, you know, I mean, that's what the spot that. is for. I've but, done that in a couple of spots. However, I will tell you on ESPN scoring, if you throw Eifert in there and he loses that little asterisk next to his name, um, you can't make any lineup moves until you pop him out. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, Man, M- MFL spoils us. <laughs> it really does. So um, moving on to the, now the tight end question. And this is the burning question. What do you do with Gronk? I know Gronk is not ranked for you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's because as of right now, you believe he's not playing. If he does play, I put Gronk in my top five, potentially even my um, number two or three. Oh, okay. He's my four if he plays. Yeah, I, I'd say he's my two or three because he's Gronk. Yep. And right. I, and honestly, you're not going to have... There's a chance you might have a... Hunter Henry or uh, Kyle Rudolph. Right. Well, for me, it goes Reed, Olsen, Henry, and then if Gronk plays, it would be Gronk. Otherwise, uh, it's up Rudolph. So that's the line for me. um, Gronk, stupid NFL.com report came out saying, Gronk's not looking himself. I'm like, well, duh. Um, But I would say that he also hasn't been playing with Brady. Gronk in games mm-hmm. without Brady hasn't really performed well historically. Yep. So I'd say that he really needs Brady to come back. Great. Uh, uh, I would say, you know, you know, like Jeremy Hill is touchdown dependent. I mm-hmm. would say that Gronk is Brady dependent. Now, uh, that being said, I uh, I hedge my bets in a couple of my leagues that uh, that I'm uh, selling in, and I, I dumped them. You dumped Gronk? So. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I traded him away. I didn't like cut yeah, him. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get we'll get to trades in a little bit though. It was good yeah. stuff. So uh, yeah. Well, I think that's good. Good rankings talk. Is there anything else you want to talk about there? No, I, I I'm good. Oh, real quick. Uh, number six on my list for quarterbacks is where uh, Cam Newton would be if he plays. You'd have him ahead of Big Ben. Uh, yep. Hmm. Well. I think you're wrong, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> all right, well, we're going to have a quick break. Um, we're going to hear a live read, and then after that break, we'll come back and talk a little bit of trades. 
and what you should be doing some high performing or not performing players. Hey guys, this is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, this company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their brand and merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, with both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, Quidditch, and then and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you know that you're listening to, uh, there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon. So don't forget... Wookie TD saves you 50% off at www.savageultimate.com. Go check it out today. Hello and welcome back. We are going to talk about a few fun things. We're going to at first we're going to talk about uh, some preseason versus in-season. Talk about some of the guys who are ranked really high in preseason and now are mm. just not in some got players who are outperforming where they were. And then we're going to do some buy low, sell high targets for both redraft and dynasty. So, Luke, let's look at some quarterback preseason rankings. What really stands out for you in terms of comparing the preseason rankings to the top 12-ish in uh, current in, in season? Okay, well, after four weeks, uh, first off, your number one guy as of right now is Matt Ryan with 107.6 points. Uh, he was nine, yeah, he was 19th overall uh, going in, and he is leading the uh, the from his spot to number two by 24 points. Number two is Drew Brees. He was undrafted uh, in a lot of my leagues. He was. It's matter. It's funny. In my home um, uh, dynasty league, I got him for thirty-two dollars off of waivers of a thousand-dollar budget uh, right before the season started, just because all I had was uh, Andrew Luck as my starter and then Sam Bradford. You told me about that. That was amazing. Mm, so, so I, I well, I mean, uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. But it was also completely luck. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it was no luck. Luck is not even on this list. I'm kidding. Yes. Uh, oh, well, yeah, he is. He is. He's number six. <laughs> <laughs> so who's, who's kind of a big follower on this list? Somebody that was really high and is not now maybe not even ranked? Uh, well, Palmer. obviously on, on this list, uh, Palmer was tw- Palmer is currently 20. Uh, but what, more surprisingly, though, is Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. He was three overall. He was three overall. He is now 19th. That's uh, Eli Manning is uh, he was the eighth overall. He's now 22. And uh, Tyrod was considered 12th overall in pre, and he's 15th now. So that's not too bad. Well, and then you know, obviously 
Tom Brady was 11th overall, and he's not even ranked. <laughs> I know he, he's NA. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, then you have, then you have guys like uh, start out with a small one. Jameis Winston was four spots up to number 12. He was 16. Uh, then you've got uh, Stafford's up to seven from 15 when in preseason. Derek Carr, this is a big one. Number three overall right now, Derek Carr, thanks to uh, Michael Crabtree last week. Seriously. Uh, and uh, he was 13th going into the season. And then there's this guy named Dak Prescott, who is number nine right now. That's and now, if you look at it, it's so funny. Everyone else in the top 12 have between, you know, six to 11 touchdowns. Uh, and then all of a sudden you look at a, how many a thrown. You look to see how many Dak Prescott has thrown. He's thrown three. <laughs> he's rushed for a ton, hasn't he? Uh, he's rushed for two, but he's only thrown three. So it, it's so yeah. But his running is what's getting him yeah. uh, his his points up there. So it it definitely will be interesting to see what happens week eight when um, uh, Romo is expected to be able to come back. I think that they're going to start Romo and let Romo play out the season, and then they're going to take him out behind the barn. <laughs> Send him off to the glue factory? No, they're just going to let him throw a pass and he'll break his clavicle and something. <laughs> Um, so, so moving on after that terrible joke that I'm going to get letters about, um, let's, uh, let's, let's look at the wide receivers. Now pick two guys who are ranked high in the preseason that aren't even on here. Um, <laughs> number one is, uh, uh, in the number one for me would be OBJ. <laughs> Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. was ranked third overall coming in and he is 28th. Yeah. Yeah, another one, and one for me, is uh, Nuke. Yep. Yeah, thirtieth overall now. Yeah, no, trust me, it saddens me. But yes. Now, who are some big risers? Uh, well, I mean, you've got Marvin Jones, who was thirty-second overall uh, in free, That's and ridiculous. now he's fourth. Yeah, and then like a, a Crabtree is uh, fifth overall right now, and he was thirty-sixth. Yeah, and 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 Amari Cooper falling out of that top, you know, Michael Michael Crabtree being there instead of Amari Cooper is just insane to me. Right. Well, I mean, come, they had this like mind meld connection going on last week. <laughs> Crabtree had three touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. He that that's a huge reason why he's here. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that those are two heavy risers. Now, what about running back? Oh, as for running back, uh, right back at the top again. Yeah, no, right back at the top again for running back, though. Uh, Number one overall was Gurley in preseason. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's 23 right now. Oh, yeah. It's because, yeah, he's had some rough time of it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Lamar Miller is 19th overall. Yeah. Um, Devontae Freeman, who is some people's number one running back in the preseason, Mm -hmm. is 14th. 14th absolutely uh and then players like doug martin uh he's out of the range of the list that i found because he's out of the top 50 so it's jamal charles but getting in jamal charles really hadn't really hadn't played right uh, you, you you knew going into the season that charles wasn't going to be around and i i don't think charles will be a factor this season oh really yeah i think okay. that charles is going to be in a in a split the entire season Oh yeah, and, and I agree with that. I agree. I agree with that. Um, so I, I don't think I think at the highest he'll be a running back too, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of sad. 
Um, yes. And so let's look at some of these surprises. You got Melvin Gordon, um, who was 23rd preseason. Yeah, now he's number three. Now there's one that's a huge surprise on here. You're number eighth overall in running. No, well, yeah, well, Tevin Coleman, he, uh, yeah, well, I mean, come on, he, for one, he, he knows how to catch a ball. (laughs) So many connotations. Anyways, yeah, Tevin Coleman's crazy good. Yeah, he, and he, he's showing, I forget if it was week one or week two, uh, but he caught that ball near the uh, sideline and just took it, yeah, took it to the house and, at that from that point on it just seemed like the the wind was taken out of Freeman's sails and you know it's a it's a shared backfield Freeman was like oh no mm-hmm. I mean number 7 though uh Isaiah Crowell and on this list he was 7th on PPR uh he was 36th overall pre uh preseason uh and then obviously D'Angelo Williams he was ranked 38th overall and everything but you know by the end of the season 38 is not exactly a bad spot yeah. if he doesn't really get any play time from here on out. Exactly. And I think I think D. Will will still end up at the end of the season as a top 30 in terms of points scored, maybe in the top mm-hmm. 25, looking at how many injuries are flying through. But, um, right. So let's look at tight end just really briefly because just to highlight how crazy tight end is. <laughs> okay. So, so of your top three, you've got preseason with Gronk, Reed, and Olsen. Yeah. Now, currently, it's Olsen and Reed as one and two. Mm-hmm. But some of these people are coming back from the freaking grave. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, it, it's one of those things where it's like he's doing good now, but how long can he do? And how long, you know, how long can he do that well? How long can he play at that level before he gets injured again? Well, you know, honestly, I think Dennis Pitta is going to have 13 straight good weeks. And in the 14th week, he's going to put up a big old donut. Oh, because it's the beginning of the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are, are, are we talking the off season here? Is it because he's not really playing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the other guy was uh, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, he was uh, also injury prone. And frankly, I, I would. He, Michael Pruitt's still behind that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. And then. Who's that other guy that's up there? The guy you, you, you know. I don't. I, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was like a like a wasn't it David Morgan? Yeah, I know. I was, I was joking. Oh, um, okay. David David Man, Morgan. You... David Morgan is going to be. David Morgan's getting some snaps. Um, yeah. It's just he's blocking right now. So. <laughs> and number six though on this list for me, uh, coming back from 17th in the preseason, uh, and back from the grave is Jimmy Graham. That is surprising. He's making catches that make him look like the Jimmy Graham of old. I know, and it's so funny because when he left New Orleans, who was like the number one passing offense, (laughs) and he came to Seattle, which was the number 32 passing offense, we thought he was dead. (laughs) Yep, yep, but now he's showing it again. And then you've got Jack Doyle. Oh, yeah, 71 overall the preseason, now number 12. The bane of every Dwayne Allen owner's existence. To be fair, 85% of his points came from week one. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he's just hanging out in the top 12 for a little bit more. He's on his his victory lap. This is probably the last one, though. Yeah. So, um, 
But cool. then you you got other guys like uh, Cameron Braid, who's uh, up twenty points at number nine, and That's then uh, AJ was dumb. Yeah, and then you've got Jacob Tammy, who's actually doing decently well at tight end in Atlanta. Uh, he's number 10 right now and was 38 preseason. Well, you know someone else that's been showing pretty well is Austin Hooper. Oh, that that touchdown he caught last week was beautiful. Yeah, I know. So I actually like both of those, and I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic they have there. Um, but, you know, the, the fact that they have so many players there that catch short passes uh, kind of mm-hmm. limits all their upsides. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's talk about some trade targets, Luke. Um, in redraft, right. I have three targets, three guys that I think you need to buy on this week, as in the next couple of days. Otherwise, you're going to lose your chance to buy them. Okay. Let's start with Odell Beckham. All right. So Odell Beckham, as we mentioned, is one of the top three wide receivers drafted. Um, and he's currently sitting at 28th. Overall, he's not even the best wide receiver on his team in terms of fantasy points scored. He has no touchdowns. Now, mm-hmm. he's had two really bad games. Uh, and that's because Josh Norman got in his head and then Xavier Rhodes got in his head. Beckham is going to bounce back. The coaches are going to get him through this. He's going to get touchdowns. Every time he catches the ball, he has the chance to do something spectacular. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, that guy could score a hat trick. If he caught a football, I'm not talking about like three touchdowns. I'm talking about literally soccer. So, uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, so that's ridiculous. I would I would say that Odo Beckham be aggressive in trying to get him right now. Odo Beckham is going to be good at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's all. But the thing though is he's not going to go cheap though. I mean, he was for people either the number two to number three. Uh, because a lot of drafts seem to lean going those three wide receivers first. So you may have an issue. But if you have a guy out there that absolutely hates the fact that his number three overall pick is like in the bottom <laughs> of uh, of rankings right now, you may be able to uh, to make it happen. Um, now, I will say, if, now if I offered you, say, Marvin Jones and Matt Jones for Oda Beckham, would you take it? <sighs> would you at least be considering it at that point? I would be it, initially. My initial reaction to that is to um, uh, uh, try to like find something else to get. Uh, <laughs> but that's also because for me, Marvin Jones being this high, he's that is his ceiling. Yeah, I agree. You know? But I so, mean, a number four wide receiver. Really, right, but I mean, like, <laughs> not even just like. The, the game that he was playing and everything is the way he was doing it. Eventually defenses are going to take him out of the equation. I mean, golden Tate was sat last week because he ran the wrong route. Yeah. You know, true. so he so they're running out of like reliable down the field options in Detroit. The only other player that can spread the field is Eric Ebron. Right. And he's questionable this but week. But I, I will say that be, because of all the injuries that we've had, Odell Beckham, if you are aggressive, you will find a trade that helps your team, and doesn't mean that you sell your ship. Right. No. If you you have to get multiple pieces, you know, obviously, and one of them should be a starting top fifteen running back. You know, right. because if you're going to do it, you need to get, uh, you know, wide receiver twos. You know, and then a running back one, late one to a two. <laughs> well, I was thinking. I'm talking in terms of buying him. Oh, okay. So sell them like, okay. So you would you'd have to give away. Yeah. 
Well, that's another, that's another interesting aspect to look at. Uh, one of the things that I like to do when I'm trying to figure out what a player's value is, is I try to figure out, one, what I would sell him for, mm-hmm. and then, then two, what, what I would for. buy him for. Uh, because it, obviously it changes from person to person, but sitting there and trying to figure out what the gap is makes it a lot easier. Because if you need him, then you have to buy him for what that person is selling. Whereas if you don't need them, then you can just say screw it and move on to somebody else if the gap is too wide for you. That's why Dynasty is such an interesting place. Now, I think there is one player in Dynasty, and you Mm -hmm. and I didn't talk about talking about this person, but um, there's one player in Dynasty where I think his what I would buy him for is also what I would sell him for, and it makes for good opportunities for competitors and rebuilders. Okay. Tell me if I'm stealing your thunder, but I think that I would give... Uh, 2017 second for Frank Gore if I'm a competitor, and I would be happy to receive a 2017 second for Frank Gore if I'm a rebuilder. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, last year I was a uh, uh, sinking ship in one of my leagues, and I had D'Angelo Williams, and this person needed uh, a D'Angelo, or so I thought, because Le'Veon Bell was hurt, and uh, so I actually got a late first oh, yeah. in this last year. Now, granted. You know, this past draft was deflated, so it made sense for the person to, you know, be okay with giving away that first in the hopes of uh, moving on through the playoffs and everything. Whereas right. I wouldn't do that, in a, you know, you know, never do that in this upcoming one. But so, so yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing that you want to do. Uh, it, it, Dynasty trading is a different beast uh, because you can offer picks versus just player to player. I know there are some leagues, like I know you're in a league, where you can actually trade uh, next year's startup draft picks to get players, uh, which is is a nice wrinkle, but that is not the norm. Right, and that's a redraft, so... Right. So, but as far as Dynasty goes, what's nice about that is uh, it's a different beast in the sense that, you know, if you're not doing well, you should be out there trying to trade away assets in order to get younger or get picks. Right. Now, two more players that I'm trying to buy right now in redraft mm-hmm. um, are Kenneth Dixon because he's coming back. It, he might even mm-hmm. be on your waiver. He should not be on your waiver. We said this last week. Kenneth right. Dixon should not be on your waiver. If you could get him, get him. I mean, don't sell the farm, but you could probably get him pretty cheap. And then I'm mm-hmm. also buying Mr. Rob Gronkowski because it's not going to be the way he has been so far the rest of the season. Tom Brady's mm-hmm. coming back. And Gronk will get over his hammy issue. Remember last year, LaShawn McCoy was injured with an out with a hammy. Um, and then when he finally got over that, once he was healed from it, he was really good. Mm-hmm. So I would say no, the I... same thing is going to happen with Mr. Gronkowski. See, I feel that Gronk is the one. Remember when we were first started talking about this and we were discussing OBJ uh-huh. and uh, people not liking where they had to get him and everything? I think Gronk is the perfect person for that example of someone that was taken high. And I mean, we're already well over a quarter of the season done. You know, as a matter of fact, after this week's over, if he doesn't play, we're five games in. There's only eight more left until the playoffs start. That's true. So. Uh, I would be very upset that this this asset that I took in the second round at the latest <laughs> has given me nothing so far. So I'd definitely be willing to move him for much less than I would normally. Yeah. And then um, for uh, a player that I'm trying to sell in redraft right now is Julio Jones. 
Um, he had an amazing mm-hmm. week last week, and I think you could honestly get somebody like a Cooks and a Eddie Lacy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a uh, what I believe to be a wide receiver one and a running back one. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, now, for, for me, I have a couple of guys that I'm trying to buy. I'm trying to buy Nuke uh, because, right. you know, eventually I think it's going to switch over. I think that defenses are going to stop double teaming him and everything because Will Fuller continues to, to, to catch the ball. And so eventually they're going to have to go after the rookie. Um, and when that happens, you're going to see it kind of regress back to uh, what we're used to seeing, if not, you know, a little under that, but much better than what we have now. Uh, and then I'm also trying to get Dante Moncrief, who should be coming back in a couple weeks from his broken hand. Right. Uh, and then one guy that I'm trying to sell like crazy right now is Marvin Jones. I want him gone. You don't want him anywhere near your team because he's Marvin nope. Jones. He's well. I, I now is the time I can get two good pieces for him. You know, I could yeah. get a struggling. You know, I'm able to. I may be able to get someone who's sleeping on Crabtree. You know, grab Crabtree and then grab Kenneth Dixon for Marvin Jones, something like that. I will say though, I have no shares of Marvin Jones. <laughs> I I do in a couple leagues, but unfortunately they're all uh, uh, they're all redraft. Oh, or, yeah. Sorry, they're all uh, dynasty, and so. You know, you look at it in a different lens. Right now, he's really, really high up, but no one's going to pay that because they expect him to Regress. over the course over the next couple of years not be that high. So it's it's a little more difficult. Now, one last topic to leave our listeners with before we go: mm-hmm. Josh Gordon. Oh, um, redraft! If you're dropping him. Oh yeah, redraft. He's gone. Redraft. He is, you know, non-existent. Yeah. Uh, and Dynasty, if you have yeah. a roster spot. Yeah, Dynasty. Well, hell, I mean, in Dynasty right now, in about 20% of your leagues, you can just go and pick them up for a buck off your waivers. Well, I, I just picked them up for five bucks. Actually, okay. funny story about that. Um, uh, Five weeks ago, before the season started, I traded Josh Gordon for a 2017 second. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it came out, oh, yeah, he'll be back week five. Herp, derp, 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 herp, mm-hmm. derp. Um, and then... Uh, the guy who I traded with just dropped him, and I picked him back up. So I just got a free 2017 second. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and with I, Kevin White going to IR today, that freed up uh, that freed up the roster spot, so I didn't have to drop anybody. Oh, good for you! Yeah, man, that's a, that was a sad moment. Yeah. That's really terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the thing about um, like the thing when it comes to dynasty and trading is you're either a contender or you're not. And by now, we're we're four weeks in. You know if you're a contender or if you're if you're not gonna you know do much of anything. And nothing is worse than being in the middle. Right. You need if you're in the middle, you need to blow it up or right. You either need to blow it up or you need to buy so that you can move forward. That's kind of how this all works. And um, so I'm in. The, I have this one league. It's my one Yahoo league that I still have there. That's that's Dynasty. Which okay, it's 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 a total. It doesn't work on Yahoo. We have to use spreadsheets and everything. But we're switching to MFL next year, so it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but so I, I'm, I blew it up and the first guy that I sold off was Lamar Miller for a first and fourth next year. Nice. Then I sold Gronk for a first and Dante Moncrief. Oh, then I sold Andrew Luck and, um, uh, 
uh, Allen Robinson. So I got because in the in this league scoring uh, for uh, your uh, your quarterbacks is just crazy insane. I mean, like the average week for a quarterback is forty five to sixty. Wow. Yeah, and in return I got a first, a second, um, Diggs, Treadwell, and uh, Russell Wilson. Wow. You so up. I retooled my whole entire team so that I can still compete this year. But now I have four first round draft picks next year. And it looks as of right now that I mean, I, I was trying to like figure out a way to trade it off so I could make my my draft pick lower. But I mean, I'm going to be middling. But the thing, though, is I'm going to have four picks and the draft next year is so saturated with talent at the beginning if everybody comes out that in the top because in this league that i'm in unfortunately is only a 10 teamer so i have almost half of the draft picks in the first round sounds after like, today sounds like another league that we're in together yeah i know <laughs> yeah but but this one's actually for yeah. uh for uh bingo tips and stuff so oh, oh, it's for <laughs> and then, tips. yeah and then um then i am and then um one thing i did in the off season uh, for a league that we're in together uh, as a as a competitor I won the league last year and to try to stay uh, current and everything I actually traded for AJ Green and I gave up at the time what seemed like a lot um, I gave up Thomas Rawls I gave up uh, Devin Funches and I want to say Oh, man, I gave up another player, and that you know. But I mean, but right now it's looking really good because all three of those guys, who you thought or were going not. to be starters and everything, ended up not being starters. And so, I got AJ Green. So essentially, what you're saying is this is the time if you're in Dynasty to figure out what you're doing, um, whether you're a competitor or not, and then retool your team. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, absolutely. You you need yes, and and the most important thing that you need to do for yourself is be truthful to yourself. And it, I will say, there are there are about 10% of Dynasty teams out there that are both competitors, yet they don't need to sell assets to ensure a win. Right. So make sure you take a good, hard look at your team. For instance, I have one team, and it's my dream team. I love it so much. Mm. Um, I've got David Johnson, Zeke, uh, as my two starting running backs. And then I've got Antonio Brown and uh, who's my second one? Um, I got Antonio Brown and some other stud as my two receivers. I don't need to sell assets to keep those awesome players. I got Kelsey as my tight end. I've got uh, I can choose between Cobb and Gore and uh, I think Crowell. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I it's one of those teams where I don't need to sell assets to push my way to the playoffs mm-hmm. so make sure you know you make sure you have a, a hand on the pulse of your team so, so that right. you're not just selling for the sake of insuring because then you just make your decisions harder right and, and don't trade for the sake of trading right you know one of the things that I, well and now this just may be something that's uh for me because of the number of leagues that i'm in but uh when you're getting you know, five to eight trade offers a day and you start to notice that it's the same person who's just trying to grab a guy from this team so he can flip him over here and get the value of picks, you know, like trying to trade up for a pick and everything. Um, I never trade with those players yeah, because I, 
because to me when people do that it's it's like they're trying to just one up you they're trying to get something better they're never trying to trade for their own team just you know it just it just doesn't make any sense to me to do that you know so yeah well i i think that we have had quite a productive discussion tonight yeah i agree <laughs> well uh, you know listeners if you have any questions about ranks or you know anything you can follow us on twitter i am at at grounding ff luke is at intentional underscore g um you can also email us with any questions you know whatnot at, at um intentional grounding ff at gmail.com what's that luke intentional grounding ff at gmail.com and uh make sure you check out our ranks and whatnot on ready make sure you check out our apparel sponsor savage at savageultimate.com uh and we look forward to hearing from you all and you know good luck in week five folks Da 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 da